And welcome back to the Branson Valley Schools Credit Union Hotline. It's the radio guy, Mike Prince, and we are fortunate to have on the line with us defensive coordinator from the Alcorn State Braves, none other than Coach Cedric Thornton. How you doing today, Coach? Oh, man, I'm blessed with your praying. How about yourself, Mike? Well, look, I dare not complain, man. Let me first say congratulations. You and your bride have just tied the knot, and it's got to be a unique thing having you and your wife both coaching in the conference and at different institutions, man. How you guys seem to make that work? Uh, you know, it, it, it's strange. You know, it's strange. It, it's, it's fun. Um, you know, during football season, you know, she she comes to the games and everybody, you know, that's all corn related know who she is and know where she works and she comes to the games with her shirts on and saying she you know, who she's there for and you know, with her all corn stuff on and during basketball season everybody know who I am and you know, I go to the games and I sit over there and in support of her, and you know, it's you know, we make it work, man. It's you know, both of us doing something that we that we absolutely love doing and enjoy doing, and you know, we you know, able to support each other doing. It's, it's a little tough, you know, at times because we are at different schools and different cities, so you know, we got to try to make the best of that uh, because you know, you know, like I said, we supporting each other and you know, whatever they were okay, uh, we want to make with the business. I do understand that. Now, look, do you guys get hard time from some of your constituents uh, about you rooting for the opposite team, especially when you guys play each other? No, you know, it's crazy. Uh, you know, when uh, I know especially when she plays uh, us, Alcorn, uh, all of my people, you know, my assistant coaches, they are still there and watch me during the game to see you know, see see my reactions because I always <laughs> sit directly across from her. Um, you know, you know, if if I can, you know, COVID they start cutting some stuff down where people can sit, but I always sit directly across from her. Um, it, it game, so you know, at times she you know can get my eye contact, and everybody, you know, whenever she play all corn, everybody always. You know, especially my coaches, you know, they always putting the eyes on me, telling me they want to see, you know, my reactions, who won't pull up and all that stuff. We haven't played uh, UAPB um, since she's been there. So so that hasn't been an action yet. We do play them this fall. Uh, so, you know, she's been all, she's already been getting some grief from the people over there, but, um, you know, so we play them this fall, but we'll see how, we'll see what goes, how it happens. We're on the Brazos Valley Schools Credit Union Hotline with defensive coordinator for the Alcorn State Braves, Cedric Thornton. Now, uh, you may mention about playing Pine Bluff, and it's been a long time. Well, all that is going to change. You guys are transitioning over to the west uh, after the long, successful run over on the east side. And it's already been, as they say, bulletin board material that you're coming to reclaim, which is rightfully yours, and that's another SWAG championship. With the time that you guys have had off, how do you see this in the pros or the cons? Do you see this as an advantage or a disadvantage with the time that you guys have had off not participating in spring? Uh, my man, honestly, asking me, I see it as a disadvantage for us. Um, and I see it as a disadvantage because, you know, people, 
you know, coming off to the spring. And, you know, when we when when we had to opt out this spring, you know, it was a lot of there was a lot of flag from, you know, schools in the conference about us not playing and, you know, if we're not playing, we shouldn't be able to do this. You know, you know, we get an advantage and you know, our guys gonna be fresh, this, that, and the third. Well, you know, if you if you look at at the calendar of football and for us to play in the spring, it it for everybody, it put everybody in a situation of, you know, could these young men could their bodies physically handle the the rigors of really a year round calendar of football. Um so, you know, that was something everybody was dealing with. The the disadvantage for us coming in, those teams that played one game, two games, three games, four games, you know, the championship game, however many games they played, they had an opportunity to literally evaluate their team. They had an opportunity because the, the year did not count for no one in, in regards to eligibility. So they had young people on the team. They had new people on the team. They, they had an opportunity to go out and get live bullets evaluating. We had, I had an opportunity at spring practice. And at spring practice, we only uh, rev against us. Everybody knows that plays football. The energy, the tempo is not, uh, is not game tempo. So you're not going to play at a speed, at a rate, and do things at practice that you're going to do in games. I'm talking physically. And, you know, my head coach is offensive, is offensive guy. And we don't do nothing live at practice at all, Corn. We might have one semi-live practice uh, uh, a camp, uh, a spring, yet it's still a quick whistle, don't want nobody to the ground. He's an offensive guy. And rightfully so. Well, now I had a lot of guys on, on my defense that I really needed to evaluate. It's hard to evaluate a defensive guy when there's no live tackling because that's the toughest thing for us to do is tackle. You know, these offenses getting so great now, and they're getting these guys in space. And if you don't get those live reps, man, that's tough. Well, I didn't have an opportunity to get to see that this spring. Everybody that played games, they had the opportunity to see that this spring because officials weren't blowing quick whistles. You know, people played, they went live to the ground. So now coaches can get, you know, real evaluation of their young guys to see who's ready, and they did not lose a year of eligibility. So that was great for them, even with the new guys they brought to the roster. So now just transfer portal thing, now coaches that's coming in and, or coaches that's been there, and they got these new guys, they got – these uh, young guys, and they can give a true evaluation and know, well, I got this transfer portal. This kid ain't going to be able to do it. This, then the third, they go to these players and say, well, you know, let's try to find you somewhere else to go. So I think it was a disadvantage for us not to play at least one game uh, so we can get that true live evaluation. I hope I'm sorry I went too, so long on it, that true live evaluation on guys. Oh, no, you're fine. You're absolutely fine. And, you know, you need to explain in detail because, like you said, there are two sides to every story. There's the way that people see it. There's the way that it actually is. And that's not that one side is right or wrong. It's just the way that things pan themselves out. So, no, that's an excellent explanation. Now, you, you may mention of how Coach McNair 
does not allow, you know, live ammunition to be fired, of course, during practice because of lack of depth and everything else, and you want to be as conscientious of keeping you guys as fresh as yeah. possible. When you look at the way things are, not just in the Southwestern Athletic Conference, but in the world of football as we know it, everybody's offensively oriented, and it's score, score, score. And, of course, they say, you know, that, that uh, offense brings ticket sales up, but it's the defense that win championships. And when you look at the opportunities that present themselves, do you have on occasion a time to feel slightly slighted that it seems like the offensive guys are getting the opportunities to become head coaches versus defensive guys? You know, uh, Mike, I, I, try, I try not to feel slighted until it's then it's mentioned to me. I try not to feel slightly and someone's asked me, man, why are you not? Why why haven't somebody given you an opportunity to be a head football coach? And and the the added the additive is what it is, and that's what a lot of people say, you know, offense sell tickets, defense win championships, but yet all of the non football people, all they know and look at is the the you know, the young Exciting people on, on offense, so I feel I, I do I do kind of feel you know slightly about it. Like then I look at it and say I guess maybe you know it's not my time. Um, you know I think I you know my my product speaks for itself. My resume speaks for itself. Go you know they say numbers don't lie. We'll check the numbers and you know my my history as a defensive coordinator. And you know, I think I'm a good guy. You know I'm a people person. I talk to people and you know I you know I group fairly well and all that good stuff and you know the opportunity for for defensive guys for me just hadn't been there. If you look at our conference, uh I'm gonna use um uh Prairie View for instance. Um uh Alcorn played for the state uh swag championship. Willie Simmons the offensive coordinator offense rolling they hot. Willie Young hot offensive guy boom Alcorn wins the swag championship. Prairie View meet head coach they come get Willie Simmons, okay? Um, Willie Simmons decided to go take a job at Florida A&M. Um, Grambling, hot, offense rolling, dynamic quarterback, new lead offensive coordinator, shoot. Let's go get the offensive coordinator from Grambling. Boom. He go gets the job. Well, uh, Alcorn been playing uh, for the championship the last six years in the fall and you know last Couple of years, the defensive coordinator. They've been ranked, you know, high in the conference, high in the nation defensively. Uh, they win a championship. Ain't nobody called me and say, "Man, what's your name?" Uh, you know, nothing. So, and 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 I understand what it is. And a lot of people, you know, look down on defensive guys. But Mike, if you look at uh, the National Football League, you know, they say they say the best coach in the National Football League is the dude named Bill Belichick. That's what they say now. Bill Belichick is a defensive guy. Uh, you know, they look at, you know, college football and they say the GOAT. Of they, that's what they say. The GOAT of college football is the dude named Nick Saban. Nick Saban is a defensive guy. Um, so, you know, um, defensive guys have an idea of running ball clubs. They can get it done. I mean, but, you know, it's just trying to get past, you know, what, what, what the people who make those decisions that are not football people 
see and they want to do. We're talking again with Coach Cedric Thornton, defensive coordinator of the Alcorn State Braves on the Brazos Valley Schools Credit Union Hotline. And, Coach, I'm feeling you 100%. I'm a defensive guy as well. And uh, as I said, we have to keep grinding and wait for your change to come. But with that, you got a pretty good coaching uh, staff that you're associated with right now under the leadership of Coach McNair. Uh, you're not a novice to the SWAC. You had time at Texas Southern as well as your alma mater, Alabama State. Now, with those coaches that you've had the opportunity to sit up under, what is it that you've learned from each one of them that has aided to making you the better coach that you've become today? Oh, man, uh, great lessons from all three of them. I'm going to start um, at, the, at the top, uh, my first college job. Uh, at Alabama State, my alma mater, uh, under Reggie Barlow. Reggie Barlow is my college teammate. We same recruit class, Alabama State. Um, actually went to the Jacksonville Jaguars the same year. He drafted them all draft free agent. Um, so I've been knowing, you know, Reggie over thirty over thirty years. Uh, a good friend of mine. Uh, so when Reggie first got the job, I was a high school ball coach in Florida, in Jacksonville, Florida, Range High School. Love my job. And I still, to this day, consider myself a high school ball coach. That's why I, I approached uh, dealing with dealing with the young men and teaching. Um, I, that's where I approach. That's where I look at. I teach them all, coach them all. Well, Barlow took that job while I was a high school ball coach, and for two years, you know, a man, you know, he he'll call, we'll talk about this, that, and the third. And for two years, I you know, basically turned him down from coming to work with him. Uh, I was in a good situation. I enjoyed what I was doing. Um, the, his going into his third year there, you know, he gave me a call and say, "Man, teammate to teammate, brother to brother, I need your help." That's the only reason I I got into this college thing um, because my teammate said he needed my help. All right, man, come come work. Let's get to now. He said, "Man, I need your help," and and bro, I'm there. I'm, let's go. Let's do what we need to do. So with Balo. You know, he was a, in a unique situation, Mike. You know, he, he's from Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, he's a local. Uh, he went to school there, uh, had great success there uh, uh, playing. They ended up being drafted. So now here he is from an assistant coach on the football team uh, to all of a sudden now he's the head football coach in his hometown. So he had a lot, I, you know, me me watching him have to navigate through uh, being the hometown guy. And and as much as he was being pulled in so many different directions to try to, to try to maintain and run a Division I football program with all the extra pulls, uh, he he was receiving. I'm talking about from family, from homeboys, from the local community. I mean, you're a local guy. You got to do this, you know. And 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 me me seeing that and watching that, and he probably don't even don't even know that's something I recognize and realize with him. I never talked to him about that, but I saw the, the pull he had and and the extra stress he had on him and and the things he had to do to try to deal with that. And you know, I, I pretty much pulled a lot of that from him. You know, that was his his first job. That was his first head job. I said, 
That was his first head job. So, um, you know, I saw a lot he pulled from that. I leave there, and I go to Texas Southern University. Now I'm working for a guy named Dal Asbury. And Dal Asbury uh, had a lot of success in his early years of coaching before we get to Texas Southern. Um, you know, he, he won. He won championships at Shaw University. Uh, before going to Shaw, he's offensive coordinator. You know, he was offensive coordinator at Jackson State. He was offensive coordinator North Carolina Central with, with Broadway. And, you know, he one time had number one offense in the country when he was at Jackson State. So he's an offensive guy, and Asbury is as is love him to death. I'm probably the only one to say that is as arrogant as any offense, as you think any offensive player in the world would be. You cannot tell him nothing about what he is not able or capable of doing on the offensive side of the ball. He is, boy, and and we go at it all the time about it because because you boy he 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 is that dude. Well, at Texas Southern, we we got there in a situation to where the school had a lot of uh, issues uh, with the NCAA. Okay, so it was so bad that the NCAA. Uh, ask the question: Why why should we allow you to remain a member of the NCAA? So we had to to watch him have to navigate through that. You know, we had to try to field a team and recruit a program, recruit a team, recruit young men under those stipulations with the NCAA. Mike, the NCAA forced us to send a letter out to athletes before they came on our campus on visits to explain to them the situation they were coming into. When I first read that letter, I told Coach, there's absolutely no way we can send this letter to nobody. We have to physically put this in their hand so we can sit down with them and explain to them everything on this letter. Because if you mailed that letter to my house and I read that letter, there's absolutely no way I'm going to accept another phone call from Texas Southern University. It was that bad. So, so to to watch how we had to try to uh, navigate and pull things together uh, through those tough times uh, and try to run a clean program and get a program back on back, you know, on a good foundation on steady footing, um, you know, that was that was interesting there. Then I get to this dude, man, I'm with now, Fred Airmack now, the original Air. You know, I played with his, I played against his, his, his late great younger brother, Steve Air, too. And, man, Fred is as humble as they come. I've never, I've never been around a man that, that is this, this laid back, this humble in my life. I mean, he's an offensive guy. His name is, Synonymous with all Corn State University, the McNair name, and you know he's a, a, a swag Hall of Famer. He's a Mississippi Hall of Famer. Yet, if you sit down and talk with this guy, if you if you're in his presence, you'll never know it. He is as laid back. He is as humble. He is a regular dude. And with with Mac, he is like a CEO of of his program. He hires. You know, he hires what he believes is good people, good men, and he allows them to do their job. You know, and, and that's, that, that, for one, I appreciate it because, um, you know, he, he allows me to do my job. 
so I appreciate that. And, you know, that that pause is a little different from the arrogance of, of my, my dude, Asbury. Asbury, he want his hands in on everything. Uh, everything. <laughs> tell, tell, you, tell you a quick story about Asbury. You know, uh, I end up being his, his special team coordinator one year. So we're about to play Southern. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm game, game playing this thing down. I'm right now. We're playing against the great Willie Quinn. You know, that, that's when I had Willie Quinn. If you kick it to him, it's probably going to be sick. So don't do not do it. Kick off, punt, don't do it. Please don't. He, he was dangerous. So, you know, we got this great plan. We got this great plan and, and worked on it all week, worked on it all week. Kick a good, kick out team good. Everybody, we solid, we straight. You know, he ain't going to hurt us. Man, we get to that opening kickoff of that game, and uh, I see him down there talking to my kicker. This time I'm in the press box. I see him down there talking to the kicker. So I'm like, man, what is he doing? What is he doing? So I see him walk and stand in a spot that I know the kicker don't supposed to be kicking his ball to. So I get, I, I, I tell the defense, I mean, get Asbury on the set. Tell him to switch. Oh, I need to ask him what he's doing. Coach, I got it. Coach, I got it. We're going to kick it right here. Coach, look like, oh. I'm like, no, Coach, that ain't the plan. No, Coach, that Coach, we got it, we got it. Mike, he kicked his ball in that spot. Willie Quinn gets this ball in his hand, and he's still running to this day. <laughs> Asbury immediately clicked over and said, Coach, you got it. Coach, you got it. So the difference with him and, you know, with wanting his hands on everything and, and Mac, Mac let you do your job. He flat out let you do your job, man, and, and uh, that's that's really a major difference with them guys. And now, when I pretty much pull from all of them. When you talk about the uh, the pressure that Barlow was under, being the good son coming home, do you sense that with McNair at Alcorn? Because, like you say, he's a Mississippi legend. He is Alcorn bred, raised, and fed. How do you see that he handles that than the circumstances that Barlow was under? The the the. the the problem, the difference is, is who he's been his entire life. Mac, when I say Mac is, is is laid back and his circle is is very close, and Mac Mac doesn't he doesn't he, he's a good country boy, all right. So he doesn't has never put himself in a spotlight of needing to be around a lot of people. Okay, so Alcorn, we stuck back here in the woods, man, and, you know, you got to be trying to go to Alcorn to get here. You ain't going to accidentally ride by us. So you got to be attempting to get here. And so he don't get to get that from a lot of people out here because apparently a lot of people understand who he is. You know, he's going to do what he's going to do for his coaches and for his players. It ain't ever about him. He fight for his coaches. He fight for his players to get things done for them. And if it's not, if it's not about his coaches or his players, he really don't, don't deal with it. Uh, Mike, he ain't going to do a whole bunch of speaking engagements. He ain't going to go to a whole bunch of handshaking uh uh functions um people people ask him to do it okay yeah yeah he'll do what he needs to do uh but just to say i'm going to go 
and be there. No, nah, he's not going to do that. And and these people here in this state, um, you know, they, you know, they that that's how the people are. You know what I'm saying? We're not, you know, we we're not Mississippians. We're not those people that throw ourselves on on people. And um, you know, it's it just perfect for him, man. Wow, that is amazing. Um, I've had the luxuries of being able to talk to him a, a few times at the media days, and just as humbled as you mentioned and laid back. One thing that stood out to me, this dude has the largest set of hands I've ever seen. I see he could knock a bull out <laughs> with one punch, man. <laughs> That's true. He got he got some mittens on. He got he got he got a baseball mitt on, on attached to his body forever. That's true. Yes, sir. That's true. Well, I would mess with him. He, you know, he he say it'd be hard for him to find shoes. He wears size 15, so he say anytime he see a 15, he just buy it. I said, yeah, well, you got some, you got some size 15 hands too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's my pop used to say. He has what we call good understanding, right? When you wear size That's 15, right. you would never have a bad understanding. We're talking That's with right. Cedric Thornton, associate coach. Our defensive coordinator for the Alcorn State Braves, making the transition, I guess it's official, on July 1st to be a part of the western side of things now. Holding it down, it seemed like forever and a day on the eastern side. I know the mission is the same, but it's going to be a little bit, um, as we say, uh, murky water on that western side of things, dealing with the Gramlins, the Southerns. The, now the striking Pine Bluff Golden Lions and the the ever so elusive Panthers. What is it like when you guys coming over to the West? And we know with the addition of Bethune Cookman and Sam, that's been a big talk. But I think an even more intriguing thing is an opportunity for you all to do something that we know that could probably never be done again, and that's win a Western and an Eastern Division title. So you're in a unique situation. Very unique, uh, but but one, Mike, we pretty much expect it to happen. Uh, the moment we we you know we got the word that, that uh, Cookman and Sam was coming over, uh, we all knew here that we were the team that was going to move to the West because logistically it made sense. Uh, we're closer to every Western Division opponent than anybody else on the East. So logistically, it made sense that we go to the West. Now, does it did it really matter as much for us? No, because since I've been here uh, since 16, we've played everyone in the West. We play Grambling, Southern, Prairie View every year. Um, the only team in the in the East that has played what has been the top three teams in the West every year. You know, this this spring, Pine Bluffs jumped up there, bam, they end up winning the West this spring. But prior to this spring, it's been Southern, Grambling, Prairie View. And we played all three of them every year. So now with us moving over there, I mean, it just, I mean, with us, man, we play them anyway, you know. We play them anyway. Uh, the only team we haven't played every year that we've been here is Pine Bluff and Texas Southern. Uh, we played them um, 15, 16. I think the only thing we've played, neither one of them since 16. Uh, but uh, everybody else, man, we, we, we play every year, play every year anyway. So 
Now we get to add Texas Southern every year. We get to add Pine Bluff every year. Uh, so you know it's gonna it's gonna be fun, man. Um, you know, like like you say, you know, we we've been fortunate enough to the last six years to be the beast in the East, and and you know now you know like you say the mission don't change. You just it just changed the, 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 the verbiage a little bit. Now we're going to try to see if we can be the best in the West. Now, Coach, when you talk about the uniqueness of Alcorn, it's in Lawton, Mississippi. Uh, as you say, it's an isolated place. What's the selling point to keep the plethora of talent that you have to keep your program on a consistent level to come to Alcorn? What, what is, it, what is that, that selling piece? You know, a lot of people, man, in every university you attend, everywhere you go, a lot of people always say uh, we're family. Uh, that, you know, I, I've yet to speak to a coach or, or listen to someone talk about their program, and they don't say that we're family. I, I can stand ten toes down and say that there's nowhere in America that 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 builds that as their foundation than Alcorn State University. I'm originally from Jackson, Mississippi, uh, born and raised all my life. My, I, I never came on this campus until I was playing against this school when I was at Alabama State. And I'm from Jackson, never came here. I, man, I'm not going to go down in the woods. Why am I going there? I don't want to go. I'm not going down there. That was my thought growing up. When, 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 when Matt called me, when I came here to interview, uh, and I rode around, Mac, Coach McNair rode me around this campus, and first time I've ever been around this campus, and I talked to people. I bumped into people. I'm asking people in the cab. He take me by the cab. I'm walk, walk up to people working in the cab. Tell me why. Tell me, you from here? Yeah, you know, was, yeah. Why are you coming to school? You know, I'm asking people that, just random people, asking people. Man, he took me out to eat, and I'd see three old ladies in, in, in this restaurant. They looked like they were friends, so I just started talking to them. And, and they from Detroit, Chicago, one of them from Delta, Mississippi, and they went to school out here together. And they just, I just started talking to them. Like, why did y'all, you know, you from Detroit, why did you come to Alcorn? And every Last one of them, man, from, I'm talking about, it, it was crazy. Every last one of them got to telling me how when they first walked on this campus, how it felt like home, how everybody treated them like a family. So now, when, you know, I've heard that so much in my time, but here truly, man, these folks around here love this school. I'm talking about they, man, the organized go. They serious about this university. So so in our in our recruiting spiel, and I tell people this all the time. I talk to guys, I I sign guys from California, from Phoenix, from Florida, from from you know, I them areas I dabble in recruiting. I tell them from Texas, I tell them all the time, hey man, if you're a city kid and you looking for tall buildings, traffic lights, I ain't no sense of us wasting our time. Uh, cause that ain't that that ain't what we got. We have a great environment for learning. It's conducive to learning because you got you got woods that you can hunt in, and you got fishing ponds. But we got school buildings and we got football. 
The rest of it is what you're going to make of it. But if you need traffic light and tall building, you're a city kid, that's not us. So with us, man, you know, you know, we, we literally lean on each other. You're talking about family, and families lean on each other. Families take care, support each other. Out here, you have to lean on each other. You have to support each other because there's nothing else here. I mean, you literally got to look for trouble to get into trouble. You got to go. You got to go hunting that. So, you know, we sell family, man. Uh, we sell relationships. Uh, I sell me, um, honestly. And, and you know, a lot of a lot of kids these days they like stuff. Uh, and 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 at all Corn State University, we don't have a lot of stuff, but we have good people. You know, it starts with my head football coach. Great dude, man. Great dude. And 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 I think I'm good people. So you know, we we sell the people. I sell myself. Um, you know, we you know in our, in this transfer portal world, and everybody jumping in this transfer portal. And you got these guys coming from these big schools, and and this, then the third. Well, I just talked to a young man the other day who's leaving, who's leaving uh, uh FBS school, and I'm talking to him and and speaking with his parents and. They want him to open his recruitment to look for something bigger. And my, I just said to him, I said, well, that's cool. I mean, go wherever you're comfortable. However, you're leaving where you're leaving from because not because of the stuff that that, that place had. You're leaving where you're leaving from because you felt like you weren't treated right. That's the only reason you have a conversation with me. Because if you were treated right, you would still be there. If you felt like you was treated right. You, you probably were treated right, but you felt like you weren't. So if you felt like you were treated right, you would still be there. So you have a conversation with, with me because you know and, and, and got word that that's how I am. That's how we are. You know, uh, from, from, from the top to the bottom, we're going to treat you right. We're going to treat you right. We're going to give you the best that we have to give. If we don't have it, man, I ain't going to sit up and tell you, you know, they say, you know, dreams that, that we're going to get. I ain't going to do it. That ain't me. It never been me. Man, dude, this is what we got. This is who we are. Let's rock. And, and yeah, I think the honesty, um, you know, the, the sincerity, uh, you know, we, we show it. We, we, we don't try to hide nothing. We let people see who we are. And um, that's how we've been able to be successful enough to get some good young men that, that fit us. You know, it may not, you know, be the the four five twelve star guy, everybody else you know uh, posting that they got, but we we get the young men to fit us, and you know it's been it's been working for us. Once again, we're talking with Cedric Thornton, defensive coordinator for the Alcorn State Braves on the Brass Valley Stews Credit Union Hotline. The transition is already in motion. Alcorn, part of the Western Division of the Southwestern Athletic Conference. The season 2.0 for 2021 will be starting up real soon, and can't wait to see how things will unfold. Coach, it has been a joy and a pleasure to have you on the line with us, and we have a custom here at the open mic that we allow our guests to have some final thoughts and comments, and sir, the floor is now yours. Hey, I, w- I want to say thank you, man. I just want to literally... You know, pull my, pull my mind hard on and say thank you, Mike, man. You know, what you're doing uh, to, to help spread our word, uh, the conference, uh, HBCUs, uh, you know, just 
just just people, man. You know, to give people an opportunity to 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 spread the word, man, express who they are because you know, no one no one will give us an opportunity to grow until they know who we are. Uh, they know what we have to offer, and and a lot of people out there really need to know it. And and for for you to to do this and give me an opportunity to spread the word of you know Alcorn State University, HBCUs, and myself. Uh, man, I thank you. I put my you know I thank you. I, you know I can't I can't say enough. And keep doing what you're doing, man. God bless and uh, much 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 success to you in the future. Man, thank you very much. It is a joy and a pleasure to be able to do what we do because part of what got us started in this thing many moons ago is that we have to be able to tell our story from our perspective, not someone else's perspective. And we're just part of a moving target that is growing ever so more each and every day. He is Cedric Thornton, defensive coordinator of the Alcorn State Braves, I am the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince. Thank you guys so much for joining us on the Brazos Valley Schools Credit Union Hotline. And until the next time, you guys be blessed, and we'll see you on the other side. The Open Mic Broadcast Network would like to take this time to recognize its sponsors and underwriters. Attorney Lee Van Richardson, Brazos Valley Schools Credit Union, Prairie View Athletic Club, Temple of Refuge Ministries, Reflections Paint and Body Shop, Helping Hands Lawn Service, Diva Skin Conditioner, Purple Drip Daiquiri and Grill. For more information on how you can become an underwriter or a sponsor here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network, our number to call is 832-213-8824. Serving the community through faith and athletics. The Open Mic Broadcast Network, Prairie View, Texas.